you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. You're here. I knew a real squad would blow through just fine. Sorry if the mech scuffed your pants. I'll get you something nice when we get back to Alliance Space. I've gotta have some back pay coming. What about your crew, acting captain? Total loss. The toxic food turned them wild. They propped me up here in some kind of ritual behavior. Waiting for a chance to signal has been hell. That's the best you can do? You let all your people talk back like that? Who are you exactly? Doesn't matter. You're running a very questionable setup here, Captain. Explain. Of course. It was chaos after the crash, and the crew never really accepted me as Captain. They rebelled and trapped us here. Once they started eating the toxic food, I couldn't control them. And I couldn't get to the beacon. Just stop. We know what you did to your crew. Why let this go ten years? Who the hell are you? Taylor. Lieutenant Jacob Taylor. Jacob? My Jacob? Now everyone knows everything, I want to hear you try and justify this. Hello, and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke. Howdy, Space Cowboys. And Corey Kurabara Treadway. Greetings from space. And this is episode number 30, and today we are finally starting the loyalty missions. This this is sort of the, the heart of Mass Effect 2, I feel like. Like, I mean, you've got the main plot line that runs through, you know, where you've, you know, it's very straightforward. You gather your crew, you sort of take care of your crew, and then you go through the relay on a suicide mission and hope nobody dies of your crew. So this is the part where you really get to, you know, find out who your crew is and, and how everybody's going to perform and what, what, uh, what's up with them? What kind of, you know, what the little peccadillos do they have? Yeah. And, well, for the most part, at least some of them are kind of oh. not so great. Well, no, but I mean, some of them have some peccadillos more than others. We're going to get into one loyalty mission today. That's a doozy. Uh, and that would be the, yeah. ja- the Jacob loyalty mission. Um, yeah. Oh, I have, I have some takes on that. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Like the loyalty missions run the gamut from, oh, that was, that. it's like almost a vignette. Like I look at like Garrus's and I think that that whole mission takes about 10 minutes um, to, you know, some of, some of the heavier ones like. Uh, Jacob and Jack and yeah. I wanted a third J character but I don't have one <laughs> don't worry you'll get another J character in the three Jimmy the DLC that was cut yeah there you go but no so uh, yeah we'll get into Jacob in a little bit here because we're going to talk about his loyalty mission we're also going to talk about Miranda's loyalty mission um, as I mentioned I was on Ilium in the middle of stuff when the elusive man pulled me away the, th- the thing I wanted to do next on Ilium was Miranda's loyalty mission so we're going to get into that uh, and we're going to go back to Ilium first uh, since we left it for uh, you know to go hang out on that collector ship so which went super good oh yeah oh yeah that was you know fun times I also realize this is going to be a very Cerberus heavy episode yes well 
I guess, you know, like a little, little behind the scenes peek. Originally, I wanted to talk about Miranda and Jack in the same episode because they have a very fun dynamic. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, we were talking about the, the loyalty missions. You guys were just so like, I forget how Jacob's loyalty mission came up. And like, there was a whole like uh, discord chat that we just went off. <laughs> I was, I was ready to go. I was ready to like type for, you know, I was ready to be sitting there typing for five minutes and like type out a dissertation. And then I thought, you know, save it for the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, think, I remember how it started. It's just like, man, that mission made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. And then we just, we talked from there like, Oh Yeah. It does work out, though, because as you pointed out, they're both Cerberus. They're also the two people that you get on your team first. They're mm-hmm. also the two, like, required right. members. Like, I, right. I, well, I guess in this game, you kind of have to recruit everybody. But you don't. I mean, you can skip a lot of people, but I think it's like them and I, Morden is required. Yeah. Um, you, I, you don't have to, like, there's a there's a good amount of people you don't have to get. Certainly, like, yeah. the DLC characters you don't have to get. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, which is why they're they always feel kind of they feel kind of weird compared to the rest of the characters, the DLC ones. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to them. They have Kasumi's mission is fun. Oh, yes, fun, but like the the interactions you have with them are just kind of like you have like good dialogue with most of them. But I feel like when you talk to the DLC ones, it's kind of like hi, right? It's a nice place. <laughs> we'll 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 get to that on the DLC episode because yeah, now I'm like don't, you're 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 talking about my boy. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> Don't be putting down my boy, but you also got to remember I never play your boy. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Mm. So, no, so let's go ahead and let's return to Ilium. And one of the things before we get to Miranda's mission is that there is one quest that becomes available on your second trip to Ilium, and that is that when you go into Eternity, there is a Quarian who is dealing with an Asari uh, who has a contract issue, uh, being an indentured servant. And the, this is like, what is the third Quarian that's been screwed up so far besides Tally? Yeah. But even, I guess even well, Tally, yeah. I guess if we include Tally, everybody, like all the Quarians so far, things have not going well. Have we met any Quarian on, on their, on their uh, pilgrimage that things are going well? They're having a rough three centuries. I mean, honestly. Well, but the thing is, though, if you think about it, if there's a Quarian on, well, actually, there is a Quarian on their pilgrimage doing well. Well, well-ish. Uh, it's the one that's talking to the Turian, uh, lamenting the fact that there was that human that was into her. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Her cup runneth over, as it were. Yeah. Um, yeah. But is, is hers really going well? She's having relationship trouble. So that's also a problem. That's not nearly the same vein as, as nearly being stuck in <laughs> indentured servitude. <laughs> Beating the humans and the Turians off with a stick. But... They want to put her in some kind I of mean, kind of servitude, but maybe they're into that. Yeah, maybe they might be. Anyways, as you're saying, anyway, yeah. I'm so sorry. There's, there's a quarry in there. She's st- struggling with the the uh, the broker. Uh, Shepherd is is not able to purchase her to just outright kind of fix the issue. Like she has to actually serve her time. Uh, it's the syn- synthetic insights is the company that is uh, trying to uh, I guess manage her as it were. Um, and they don't, again, like Shepard keeps, at least on my playthrough, Shepard kept using the word slave. And they're like, stop saying slaves. It's bad for our image. Don't use the word slave. It's not. Oh, yeah. Slave. Yeah. I leaned into that, too. It's like, no, it's it's, it's slavery. Like, um, it, it's slavery. The Magna Carta has been out for, like, even longer in this game. Like, it's slavery, y'all. Come on. Yeah. Well, it's called indentured service. They can, they, they, they have lots of rights. Yeah. So so how did you guys deal with this uh, quarry and who, who, who was kind of stuck in this contract 
I, I mean, I yelled until they, I, I kind of yelled. And then I think there was, um, I, I think yelling wasn't getting it done. And I ended up basically saying, uh, like getting her a different gig that worked out. I sort of. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I try, I try to buy her, try to buy her. And so like, Hey, we could use it in her. Like she has to do some kind of specific contract. She can't. Just work right. on the Normandy. It'd be like just another mechanic. Have go hang out with Tally and um, I can't remember their names right now. The two uh, other, uh, the, two, the two other engineers we uh, have, Don- Donnelly and Daniels. Donnelly yes, and Donnelly and Daniels. Yeah. Yes. We got two Koreans and two humans down there working on the engines. Well, Donnelly would be uh, that'd be right up his alley. <laughs> two Koreans, could, one Donnelly. Yeah. That does sound right up his alley, actually. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he, he he would say something inappropriate that we would have to. Like, I can't I can't do that Irish accent, but uh, yeah, yeah. He's 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 a he's like one bad echo away from an HR violation. He, Actually, he's past the HR violation. It's just the HR is very lazy. <laughs> yeah, well, we, that's we, the thing we, I'm saying. Like HR would hear him if the just echo is the right way. <laughs> well, you know, it depends on HR for which company. Also true. Yeah. Also true. <laughs> that's fair. But. Yeah, so I suggested hiring and then freeing the freeing the uh, the Quarian and then garnishing her wages to pay off the price of hiring her, and that seemed to make everyone happy. So yeah, yeah. and that was like that was uh, to I forget the corporations like they they didn't want originally want to like take the contract because they thought it'd be, it'd be bad to have slave labor on their record. They're trying to like look right. good for the the masses. But yeah, but they like every every corporation they want the cheapest labor they can get. Yeah, it's like oh. We could just say we freed them and then just garnish their wages. Awesome. Everybody wins. We just won't tell we garnish their wages. Exactly. Hopefully no snooping reporters find that out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully they don't garnish the wages too much. But maybe maybe some uh, Asari president will run on like canceling indentured servitude yeah. debt or something. Well, I, I think it's fun. It was amusing how she got herself captured. I mean, got herself not captured, but um, into the situation she was in is because she's core and they're good with computers and everything else. Like, hey, I could gamble. I could work the numbers. Yes. Hey, oh. sh- she was a retail investor. It's it's totally not gambling. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> Ilium is all about the euphemisms and metaphors. Seriously, <laughs> I'm not. Oh, no, oh, that that euphemism and metaphor comes straight from our world. Not, uh, I guess. Well, that's also yeah. true. That's yeah. also true. Well, it's just it was kind of mean. It's like she, her original money she brought with. The, she's like. I'll invest it all in stocks. Oh, mm-hmm. it didn't go well. Um, crap, I'm at a loss. I'll just take it, take out loans. Oh, I lost that too. Well, <laughs> you know, th- there's a hotline that you can call if you have that problem. There is, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what she she doesn't need her wages garnished. She needs like you know like therapy. <laughs> yeah, counseling. She needs like a she needs yes. like an AA group or whatever. Or yeah. Gamblers <laughs> Anonymous. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna guess that's not a service that the fleet offers. But can you imagine a Korean fleet, a Korean uh, gamble, a casino? I mean, you would never be able. Like, how how could you see anybody's tells? Korean poker's got to be rough. <laughs> <laughs> I want to agree with you, but I feel like the Koreans would know. Like, yeah. we'll we'll get to this when we get to Tally's mission. But like, they're. They're 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 a, they're a rough bunch. It's true. It's true. They they have a very strong sort of social instinct. I guess from living, you know, in pretty close quarters. Yeah, and also being in those suits all the time. I think you learn. Yeah, 
You learn everyone tells. And if you look real closely, you can see their eyes at least. That is true. So yeah, you you'd have to. I mean, I'm sure there's ways around that. I'd imagine like somebody coming in with like sunglasses over their visor or something so that you can't see. <laughs> I, when I when I first, I don't know if it was when I first saw the coins, but it definitely because I'm not sure the timeline lines up. But I thought like the glowing eyes like gave me massive uh, drain eye vibes. Hmm. Yes. That's fair. I hadn't yes. thought about that. The glowing eyes and like the weird hands and the legs. I was just like, huh. All right. Well, plus also, I mean, the Draenei are based off of like uh, like Eastern European, mm-hmm. you know, culture. Yeah, same deal. Yeah, and then and, and yeah, basically like so are the Quarian. Like you're absolutely right. They're just, you know, all that's missing is like the horns and the tail. Right. Right. Man, that would have been cool. Which, for yeah, all we know, I'd it could be under that. there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, yeah, that's the story of the indentured Quarian. So let's move on here into Miranda's mission and let's go ahead and hear about what happens when we get to Ilium and uh, take up Miranda's mission. Shepard and Miranda meet with Lantea in a back room at Eternity. The Asari has information about Miranda's father trying to kidnap Oriana, Miranda's sister who Miranda had abducted from her father as a baby and was then placed with a foster family. Miranda's old friend, Niket, will smuggle Oriana away while Shepard and Miranda distract the Eclipse mercenaries hired by Miranda's father. Shepard and Miranda fight off waves of Eclipse troops and learn that the Eclipse captain, Inyala, is personally heading for Oriana and Niket. Miranda reveals that Niket helped Miranda escape from her father years ago, which is why she trusts him. After some more fighting, Shepard and Miranda confront Inyala and Niket, and it is revealed that Niket was working with Inyala. Niket and Miranda talk as Miranda tries to understand his betrayal, and Shepard can choose to stop Miranda from killing him. After then defeating Inyala, the squad takes an elevator to the next bay where Oriana is waiting. Shepard can choose to tell Miranda to talk to her sister or not. After the mission, Jack and Miranda are bickering on the Normandy. Shepard can talk to Miranda to find out her reaction to the events with her sister. And once again, well, I mean... We knew from Miranda had already talked about this earlier, but once again, we have somebody with daddy issues and <laughs> I don't know how, how obvious it to you. Like at what point did you realize like, Oh, like Niket's totally in on it. Like Niket can't be trusted. I mean, the first mention of his name, I'm like, like Niket. I'm like, there's another person. That person's going to betray us. I know. <laughs> I, the first time I played it, I didn't, it didn't hit me until once once like you get to the elevator uh and you want to go down into the warehouse or whatever um and and Miranda's like no 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 it gets cool it's, it's totally fine like I trust him I'm like oh you got so betrayed this is gonna suck really well, bad for well, you so the fact oh. that she like they mentioned Niket so many times throughout the, the uh mission I'm like he's definitely doing something shady yeah they're like they're, they're, yeah, I th- they protest too much. I think my younger self, yeah, I think my younger self was like less story savvy, I guess, or wasn't paying as good attention. But but yeah, they 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 kind of lean on him just one time too many, and that and then oh, this is that's gonna that's gonna be the weak link here because yeah, mm-hmm. but it's also just it seemed kind of weird though for for Miranda to have a loose end or someone else to be connected. I'm like that seems like a problem. You. Having someone else take care of this when you're you have your powerful father with lots of money and resources and they could just bribe them or anything else. Well, I'm a little surprised she didn't have this taken care of internally by Cerberus. Like that you too. have resources there and like you seem high enough ranking that like 
those people aren't going to betray you. Like, or at least they're, you know, I guess maybe they could be bought out or something, but you could find some like you could find somebody like Jacob. There has to be like another, you know, like Jacob level character that she could like outrank that, you know, right. wouldn't, wouldn't turn on her. I mean, if you get some low server scrub, like, yeah, maybe he could be bought out, but well, I mean, part of this mission really outlines Miranda's pretty intense trust issues. Yes. So I, I think I don't I don't know if you can ask her if it comes up, but it she definitely implies that like she wants to deal with this herself. Like she didn't want to take it to Cerberus. She didn't want to involve like the elusive man or anything. But she did want to involve Niket, so I guess she trusted that person before her trust <laughs> issues developed. Yeah, yeah. And and I think like I think it's supposed to feel a bit more tragic than it did. What did y'all um did, what did you do with that that scene with her and Niket? Like, did you intervene or? Well, I'm in the good guy or the the paragon. I definitely uh, definitely intervened, but even so, it was it didn't hurt as much as like the, the thing that more strikes me was just the sheer uh, that that uh, mercenaries. It was just an asshole. What, it was like uh, and Yala. Yeah, because even before she like did that to like kills and just basically blows away Niket, when they when the we first get there, they're talking to this little this little uh, ship the ship person just trying to like we can't schedule anything yet, and then when Shepard shows up, she just blows her away. She runs away. I'm like, why'd you just do that? Person wasn't doing anything. You just how dare they go for cover? <laughs> yeah. She's a cold-blooded merc. She's doing her job, I guess. That's how you get to lead the eclipse. Well, she seems like, right. I guess so, but she seems super lazy at the same time. Like, impatient and lazy. I'm like, she's like, ah, <laughs> murder, murder, yawn. That's why, that's why she's like the opposite of Miranda, who is not impatient and lazy. Mm-hmm. It's still good at murder. <laughs> Very good at murder. Yeah, oh, I let I let her cap in a cat. I was like, yeah, it's fine. How that how that actually go into Captain Cat? Like, is it what's the changes from that? Because I haven't done it before. Kind of not as much as you would want. Um, I mean, she she's still just sort of remorseful over like she's sort of like I can't believe I trusted Niket. I also can't believe he betrayed me. Um, she is she's not visibly shaken or upset about popping him though. Like not, she's just not that broken up about yeah, she's, it. Like in the in the Paragon version, she seemed more. She seems a lot more shaken up because like someone else did it. And it's like apparently, like, once someone right. else did it, she's like, "Ah, oh, I almost did that, and that was terrible. I'm very mad they did that." Yeah, I I think I honestly think like the more positive outcome for her is actually capping the cat. Yeah, because well, yeah, that that gives her the closure, whereas she's. You stop you stop her, so she wanted exactly. to, and then somebody else takes it from her, and then she doesn't have a chance to process anything because it's like, well, they did that. And And she's like all about her autonomy, right? And so I think having that autonomy to to, you know, cut off this this dead weight or, you know, close the loose end for herself is like positive for her character. Whatever that says about her, you know, mental health. Right. Well, yeah, she's everybody on this crew is like a uh is a beacon of uh of of mental stability. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I mean, because I mean, she's got the whole, I'm so perfect. It, you know, I'm so perfect. And it, 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 it sucks to be me kind of, yeah. you know, it, it's so hard being, it's so hard being this great. And, you know, like, you know, if, if you try to romance her, like you've kind of got to, 
play with that and just be like, no, no, you're good. You're good. Like you are perfect. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, like we talked about this before. She is so high maintenance. Yes. Um, I, I want to like, it's an interesting character trait, like feeling detached from the people around you. And you see it a lot in stories about like royalty and stuff like that. I, I, her detachment from the people around her never really sticks for me. I, I don't know why it's not bad, but it doesn't, there's never a point where I'm like, wow, I really feel terrible for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the thing too, is that, you know, you, she comes across initially as, Oh, she's cold, but she's cold because she's in that leadership position. And, right. you know, so she's just kind of being like the tough, the tough boss. And, you know, even then you're kind of, you're given the opportunity to outrank her, but she still acts like she's, you know, there's a whole like, you know, kind of a, who's the boss dynamic almost. And then, you know, and and then, it, and then you get to start to find out like, Oh, let's, let's be, you know, she, she's got the whole thing where, Oh, you know, like, because I was engineered this way and I'm, I, everything about me is just made to be perfect. So like, of course, of course you're attracted to me, Shepard, because I was made to be perfect. You were, you know, it was inevitable. And it's like, yeah, yeah. She has this sort of like, woe is me. You know, every positive outcome in her life is, uh, you know, sort of a fait accompli. And yeah, I guess, I don't know. It, it's hard to feel sorry for her, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I- Trust me, like, like I also like felt like Niket's reasoning for helping out was very weird too. Like I didn't really get his. Like I feel like we didn't know enough about it. I, I, I always felt like there was a subtext of him being like a jilted lover, basically. Like you know, basically feeling like she skipped out on him, and and that turning eventually into feelings of betrayal. But I don't, I don't think they did a good job of landing it. But that was, I guess, that was my head. Yeah, well, he. It was just weird because like, he's like. I'm upset you two kidnapped a baby. I'm like, uh, it's her sister and her dad technically sounds terrible. So not the craziest thing. And also, why would it be your business that she took her sister? Like, what is your bitching about? Oh, you, t- you took her from you a rich t- family because I was poor. I'm like, that doesn't really explain anything. Yeah. And why are you surprised by that? I, I, the whole thing is, is sort of odd. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Because, like, I've never thought about that in my life, where it's like, like I, I grew up with, like, not a lot of, and never thought, be perfect if, uh, just born with a rich family. I'm like, no, I just got through it, you know? I guess it just didn't resonate with me too well. Oh, uh, there are, like, my, well, okay, so I grew up, like, middle class, who certainly did not grow up poor, but my family was, like, relatively poor, as in the place we lived, we lived in, like, the bad part of town, right? Mm-hmm. And I definitely remember having feelings like, wow, you know, so-and-so's family has it so much better. And I wish that, I mean, I'd, I'd find that like at least kind of relatable. But but then it's it's weird that he like kept keeps up this relationship with her, uh, you know, for so long after she skips out. And he helped her get away from her family. And but then when she's like, yeah, I'm getting my sister out, it's, it's like surprised or dismayed by her actions. Like, I just, I don't get it. Right. I mean, I guess the only thing I can think is that, like, when Miranda decided to leave, she was old enough that it was her decision, and now she's imposing her will on her sister without really giving her yeah. sister any say in the matter, and she's, because even then, like, I mean, her sister is, how she's, what, like, 14 at this point? I mean, she she doesn't seem like a child. I mean, she's not an adult, uh, but by no means is she, like, a small kid at this point when- uh, Right. When, it's not like she stole a baby. Yeah. And, like, clearly her sister has – her sister is clearly old enough to have, you know, at least some level of agency in this. Yeah. 
Well, but I, so, guess, I guess she she took the sister when she was a baby, though. That's true. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she took her when she was a baby and put her with foster parents. But yeah, I mean, but but to your point, like at this point, her sister is has a life. She has an established life, right? Yeah. So I, like the kids, it's a little late for his that. rationalization. It, it it doesn't make a lot of sense, and I think it's supposed to not make sense because it. I think maybe the whole idea is yeah, he he did it for the money. Um, and the moralization on his part is is just sort of lazy, oh. you know. Oh, also, also, she's 19. Oh, she's 19 now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's her official age right now. The Ed and Master 2 is she's around it is 19 years old. So it's been she, a while. She's a, she's definitely an adult now. So it's kind of like very late. Also, I didn't realize that her the voice actress for that her was was uh, Laura Bailey. I didn't realize that. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that. So because I'm trying to think, like, I remember, uh, maybe it's just because Miranda's a little bit m- like she's a clone of Miranda, isn't she? Like she's like all the yeah. Ge- ge- well, they're both uh, yeah ge- genetic like, twin. Not really. It's like a it's kind of a clone, but really more a clone okay, of their father. Like Mar- Miranda's taller than the sister, or is it just that Miranda's wearing like those Cerberus stilettos? She's a bit. She's a bit taller. No, she is a little bit taller. Yeah, but I mean that that can happen, right? Like you can you can have genetic twins who don't grow up to be identical heights and stuff to, if if they like grow up separately and they have different, you know, nutritional circumstances, et right. cetera. Well, cause that, that's the only reason why I kept thinking like she's significantly younger. And I mean, I guess well, 19 versus, I mean, Miranda's gotta be what late twenties. Well, she took her. She was like, when she was a, when she was a baby, 30s, so I would think. Probably it's late 30, she's, she's in her third. Okay. So that's, that's, I mean, that's still a good amount of time, but yeah, it's like, I would think like, you know, like 19, you're almost full grown. You should be, Roughly the same height. I feel like there's a significant height difference there, but I could well, just be the also like angle. she might when she died, maybe she might have had like a Miranda was genetic was modified and enhanced throughout her upbringing. So that's true. That might have affected that. I remember, like her entire being was supposed to be perfect, so right? Also making her taller. So Oriana, like you know, is just kind of more normal looking because just besides just had the genetics grew up normally after that. Uh, that sounds about right. Any last thoughts on the Miranda mission? One more thing. What did, did you guys have after like, the end of the mission? Did you have Miranda talk to them, or what What did you all say to her? Oh, to her sister? Yeah. Oh, I told her to go talk to her yeah. sister. You can't. I mean, yeah. look, I, shepherds, my shepherds is sarcastic, you know, jackass, but she's not going to be like, who cares? Like, that's a, you got to have that moment. Yeah, I had him go talk to. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the letter you get when you get afterwards. Yes, yes. From Oriana, yeah, it sounds like how it was great to have her sister and everything else. But I like the P, the the postscript. Don't tell Miranda. Postscript, postscript. It's like Miranda. I know you're reading this. Stop reading a Shepherd's emails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very funny. I also just as a side note, I enjoy that her name is Oriana because that sort of like with a with the Australian accent, just you know, it sounds great. Uh, the- the one thing that I like is at the end of the mission, before you talk to Miranda to find out how she's doing after everything, you get the little confrontation between her and Jack. And like the two of them just, I enjoy, I enjoy their little rivalry. and I wish there was more of it throughout the game that it's, it's always fun when the, it's always fun when the other characters on the ship interact. And especially, you know, like in the first game, it felt a lot of, you know, it, 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 the crew being so small and tight, like even if, you, you know, Ashley was kind of like distrustful of the aliens at first, 
Like it felt like everybody should be like, you know, you know, like team Normandy by the end, but here there's so many different people that, right. You know, it makes sense that, oh yeah. Like, especially these are all very headstrong individuals, very, uh, you know, they're, they're used to, they're used to being like the team leader, if anything, or, or just working on their own, mm-hmm. that it makes sense. You'd have a few personality clashes. And I do enjoy like just throughout the game, every time like Jack and Miranda just don't, don't get along and you have to just oh, break yeah, them up. Well, one thing I just realized I forgot about in a, that didn't like, so I felt kind of weird was uh, when you, when they first, when you meet the mer- that uh, mercenary, it's like makes a comment about Miranda's clothing like she needs to get dressed i'm like what are you talking about it's fully clothed there's not really even, yeah, it's even, kind of even a, there's really like not even any cleavage or anything it's like pretty normal armor well, well maybe that's the problem is that we know that the asari's like to have the low cut tops so. oh, okay <laughs> yeah it is it is a weird comment because yeah i mean she's wearing like form fitting uniform but that's not it it's definitely seems like pretty normal for the the setting. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of forms that. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it is. It is like sort of an unnecessary comment. Yeah, it's just a weird line through. Like this just makes doesn't flow very well. Yeah, I agree. And one last note is that in the bay while you're fighting the eclipse, there's a trinket that you can find. Yes, and you can return that um, to an Asari who's on a call near the an overlook in Alium. And you find out that it was from it was of her daughter's father from before he died, and then uh, she gives you a uh, uh, some credits, basically saying like it was it, it's pay, it's cheaper to pay you than it would have been to pay like bureaucrats to have to get this back through the official channels, or maybe unofficial channels, but yeah, yeah. The back channels, yeah. yeah. Like oh, you just pay Shepard right now and be done with it. Yeah, it's also like like kind of touching because it's one of the things where like because sorry, such long lived that the father just the easily both both are. Uh, she and her daughter just outlives it with no problem, right? Mm-hmm. Which also this this is the same plant where another another I think that's the Solarian is trying to find a trinket so that people can remember him by. So, yes, yeah, that is a recurring theme that you get the, uh, you know the the, the uh, just the age differences and everybody having to remember everybody. But, a, lot, a lot of mention of death. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but speaking of fathers that outlive a bunch of other people let's get into jacob's loyalty mission yeah because <laughs> this is a this one's a doozy so let's hear about just how much of a doozy uh it is when we go to find the crew of the hugo Gernsback. jacob tells Shepard he received intel from cerberus that a distress beacon was detected for the hugo Gernsback, a ship his father was serving on 10 years ago when it disappeared he assumed his father was dead, but wants to check out the distress call. Shepard and Jacob travel to 2175 Aia in the Alpha Dracona system in the Rosetta Nebula. It is a tropical planet with a beautiful coastline. They find the Gernsback crash site with the ship mostly intact. Logs indicate that the ship crashed and Jacob's father, Ronald Taylor, as the second in command, was in charge after the captain was killed. Logs indicate that the food on the planet causes mental degradation, leaving people in an addled, susceptible state. Shepard and Jacob proceed down the coast and encounter a female crew member who speaks simply. She says the hunters are trying to kill Ronald and his supporters, and the hunters subsequently attack Shepard and Jacob. After dealing with the hunters, who were former male crew members, Shepard and Jacob continue along the coast. 
they find a settlement of only women with Ronald on the dock at the end. He first says he only just escaped, but Shepard and Jacob see through the lie and get Ronald to admit that he was taking advantage of the women in their dulled state, while he drove out the men or outright had them killed. He managed to survive by eating rations and managed to sick the mechs on the men that challenged him. Shepard and Jacob then must choose how to deal with Captain Taylor and whether he should be arrested or killed. Later, Jacob accuses the elusive man of passing him the information, but learns that Miranda sent the tip. Jacob tells Shepard he hadn't thought about Miranda in a long time, and she deserves a better man than him. All right. That was, uh, that happened. It did. <laughs> sure did. I... So, yeah, so we started talking about this in Discord, and I, as I've played, when I first played through Jacob's loyalty mission, I was, it didn't, hmm. the end of the mission is so, I find it weirdly unsatisfying, um, maybe not weirdly unsatisfying, it is, it's unsatisfying, and when I first played it, I just sort of, like, blew through it, and was like, well, that sort of sucked, and moved on, but Every replay of this game I've done, it hits me a little bit more and a little bit different. And it's turned into maybe my favorite loyalty mission in the game because it is so intense, like under the surface, like what, like the magnitude of what has been done by his father. Um, that I think one of the reasons I enjoy Jacob's character is that he actually like lives with all of this and and you know has all of this sort of beneath the surface but it doesn't come out in your interactions with him well jacob's fascinating because he's so he's so cynical like the system hasn't i don't want to say it's been rough to him like he's done fairly well for himself all things considered i mean you know being the quartermaster on the normandy um you know, I mean, he, you know, he's, he's, he's handled what life has thrown at him fairly well. I mean, you know, m- moving from the Alliance and the Cerberus and whatnot. Um, but it's definitely left some scars on him that like, he doesn't trust any kind of authority pretty much. Like even the elusive man, he's like, right. I don't, you know, he doesn't trust anybody further than he can throw him. And so, you know, it kind of feels like if, if Jacob was showed up in Mass Effect one, his whole arc would be that you break that cynicism. And by the end of the game, he's like, hey, you know what? There are, you know, maybe there are some good people out there and, and the world's not such a, you know, a crappy place. And it's like, no, we don't do that at all here. <laughs> like, we, no, no. We, we, we like don't touch like his cynicism at all. Like, this is just, you know, hey, your, your dad was gone when you were a kid because you thought he was dead. And like, no, he's been, he's been running some kind of like sex boot camp kind of thing. Like, it's. Messed yeah, up. It is, it's it's just so creepy when you get down there, and you, the more you realize what's going on, because you're just like, you get down there, everybody's like talking very funny, like, is everything okay? Keep learning about the food is like destroying their brains, and then like, where are the men? Why are they like, oh no, y- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's so. Also, I think the very first time I played through this mission, I for whatever reason, just never hooked the left into the ship itself, like into the the wreck. And there's like, there's some audio logs in there that really help set the stage. And so I didn't get those the first time, but there are so many little details in this mission that describe the magnitude of what has been done here. And it's, it's just very, that I think is one of the problems with the layout of the map is that you get to that point where it's like, you can either go into the ship or you can go further into the Island. and 
yeah, if you choose to go further into the island, you might forget to go back to the ship. Like, and it's not clear yeah. which way you're supposed to go. And you can get drawn forward a little bit in combat. Oh, yeah. So, like, I blew past the door of the ship. I just didn't see it. And I walked not very far past it. And then that's where, like, your first combat occurs. And then I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, we're in, you know, one of the, I, I'm not going to call it a fault, but one of the, the design sort of conceits of this game is that it is very much in that hallway, you know, vein of walk down this hallway, have these interactions. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I just had a kept weird going. interaction there because I was like, Ooh, we probably need to go towards the right first. But I see the path to the left of the ship. I'll go. Get, that's probably the main area. But uh, but uh, mm-hmm. cause I couldn't remember this. And then the fighting started. I'm like, oh, this is the main area. I'm gonna go back real quick. I'll come fight you guys in a second. Stay right there. And they just all just they basically all just like yeah. My teammates and them just shot each other for a while. I just went through the ship going dude, dude. I hear her, like screaming and gunfire, and I'm just <laughs> searching the ship going ah oh, logs. <laughs> Come back, come, come, come back, Jacob like, hey guys, how's it going? Oh, they're not dead yet? Oh, let me finish it. <laughs> <laughs> who did you, uh, That's one who way did you guys bring it. with you on this mission? Uh, I'm trying to remember who I brought. Obviously brought Jacob. <laughs> yes. I like to bring Miranda for this mission, um, because I know those two have a little yeah. history. Oh, I brought Morden. I brought Morden. <laughs> yes, I brought Morden as well. Yeah. Okay. No, Miranda's a good. Well, yeah, Miranda's a good call because we find out at the end that like she set all this up basically. Well, no, well right, I shouldn't say right. she said all. She got the information to Jacob. Obviously, she didn't set up the situation on the planet. That no. no. Oh my god, no, Miranda's but, messed up. She's not that messed up. But no, but like one thing, like like uh, the interaction we meet Jacob's father, and he's just like, it's like what happened. He's like, well, uh, like we start taking, like we started to take care of things. We had to keep things in control, understanding, and then. We start getting these perks, and then they start feeling natural. I'm like, this reminds me way too much of problems we're, we're seeing in upper management and other companies and other oh, stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, this is hitting a little bit differently uh-huh. for me right now. Like, it was a problem back then, but when I'm thinking about like more of just like, like things happening in works for people like just, they think it's normal that it's okay that there's not a problem, and they realize, oh wait a minute, this is terrible. It's yeah, I mean, it's it's abhorrent and completely plausible. Like it's it's, you know, I mean, setting aside the we crashed on a planet and lived for 10 years on mildly poisoned food, whatever you want to say about that. But you it, like human behavior wise, like, yeah, that that tracks people yeah. would do that. Yeah, no, it, it's yeah. I mean, it's not surprising that yeah the events happened the way they did. That It's yeah, you know, they, they did a good job of, of scripting out the sequence. And the way that that Jacob's father talks about it, and just the sort of normalcy that that he views it with, like, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I did it. What did you? Would you have done differently in my place? Like, he's he's both seems like he's rationalized it fully in his head, uh, and also it, it is it reminded me a lot of the way that Jacob talks about a lot of like trauma in his life. Like he he's very even keeled you know, sort of flat, neutral about it and just says, yeah, these are things that happened. It is what it is and moves on. And that like link between the two of them is so apparent. Well, if you think about it too, I mean, he's doing this for 10 years. And even if let's say the first time it happens isn't necessarily an accident, but it's kind of, you know, you push those boundaries and then you're like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't think that would actually happen. Like, you know, I, I was just playing around and, and didn't expect yeah, that to and, work. And then, you know, any sort of moral qualms you might have about that, you start pushing it down. After 10 years, you've completely accepted the situation. You're, 
I mean, this is just the way the world works. This is not, yeah. you know, you know, it's it's so long that it's in great. Like you're 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 gonna have a a tough time like shifting your view, viewpoint, even accepting like whoa, right? You know, and you might know to a certain degree like okay, like to an outsider, this is gonna look bad. Like when, they, when these three dudes show up, regardless of the fact that one of them is your son, like when these three dudes show up, and you know they're they're gonna be like they're a little bit. Uh, dismayed to say the least at what you've done like you might understand like yeah okay i get how you think that's wrong but really if you just took some time and maybe hung out here you'd, you'd see you'd see this is all good you'd see this is all cool just just come come over to my side and we'll, we'll, we'll work well, this out what if what if like some eclipse had hopped by here and i mean they already you know or, or blue suns right like one of the merc groups that is in the slave right. trade they probably would have like oh neat okay Let's gather up the truth. Like it, that could have gone very differently, and I mean, for him, I suppose, much better. Depending on, well, who so, yeah, I was gonna say, assuming them. they don't just come in and like, okay, here's a a bunch of slaves that we can just take and and immediately. Well, the other thing too is to think right. about, you know, if if uh, you know, like a, a, a gang got their hands on that those the food there, they could start distributing mm-hmm. that throughout the galaxy, and then, you know, now you've got. You know, we, we you know we were talking earlier about like the indentured servitude on Ilium. Now you've got people kind of getting drugged into just becoming slaves and and not realizing that they're even part of the the slave trade. I mean, that could be a huge problem. Yeah, but, but like like the only exactly. the good th- like the good thing about this is just like at least it seems therapy and getting on regular food it is reversible, so that's nice. But still, oh. I, I feel bad for those people because like. Can you imagine when you're like you're just drugged up basically for ten years and now you're suddenly being brought to the present and you're like like how does your memories and everything else work with that? Like like how do you adjust? It's cause ten Cause years they, is a long time. Well, what sucks yeah. is that okay, so you know, I guess good for them, they were drugged, they missed out on the first Reaper invasion and the uh, you know the stuff going on at the Citadel, and you mostly missed out on the collectors kidnapping human colonies. So okay, you missed out on that that terrible stuff. But yeah, you come out of this you know kind of you know stupor, and now you got Mass Effect Three coming and all the stuff that's going to happen there. So yeah. <laughs> enjoy yeah. that because I'm sure there are some people who'd be like, you know what, put me back under. I would you know leave me on that planet. Right. You know the su- the sunsets are pretty. I'm 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 good. The the actually like the time span that this occurs over that ten years that's my biggest um it's kind of my biggest problem with this mission because it just seems like such a weirdly long time for the other you know like for the males that he exiled to get aggressive right, right. like well, also there's no children here at all like none Ooh. and that seems kind of weird yeah also that. Yeah, you would think with what's been going on that there would have been at least one or two. It, it like, is sort of none, odd. right? Yeah, and everybody still seems kind of young. I'm like, ten years. You should like you're all like, even if they should all be well into yeah. like they're, middle age. They're yeah. young. They're also not nearly as scraggly as they should be after ten years. They're like, not. They they should yeah. be looking a lot like like Tom Hanks and Castaway. Yeah, they should be wearing rags. Yeah. Um, and that might just be a modeling, you know, issue with the game or whatever. But yeah, the time span, I think conceptually the time span is interesting, but it's I'm not sure how well it stands up to inspection. I almost well, the other thing too is, I mean, how long? The other thing that's interesting is the fact that Ronald was able to go that entire time without having to eat the food himself. Yeah, like he says like it's one person right. and you can stretch food, but I'm like, 
Yeah. For 10 years. Like I finished, like, like, okay, yeah. I could buy that if it was like a couple years, but a decade, that, like, even for like food for the space, like, how long is that supposed to design to not expire? The stuff right. you brought with you. Yeah, what kind of rations? Did, like, e- even if you assume that he had the volume, like the, enough actual food for one person to eat a, a, one meal a day for ten years, or three, you know, or maybe even three meals a day. Like, yeah, the, the rations themselves. At what point do they? Like, at what point do you get sick of eating the rations all the time? <laughs> also true. Yeah. Like, how, yeah. And if you're if you're that depraved that you're looking at these people and you're like, okay, you know, like you're you're just you know you know, pleasure bots to me, basically. Like, at what point do you start looking at somebody and be like, I wonder how you taste? Oh, no. Oh, no. I I have bad thoughts about why there's no children. I'm scared now. That's also, that's also (laughs) frightening in a way. Yeah. 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 I had that thought as well as, you know, maybe there were children and, you know, um, it is, it is, there's parts of it that is, yeah, the the 10 years and it's like, well, you had food for that long. I mean, did he like, do like a Mark Watley, you know, thing like I don't he know. he looks relatively buff for being there for 10 years <laughs> on this space rations the, uh, rations it, yeah it's gonna be what the uh what, what was the character from the last of us 2 about uh not being able to get the actual protein to maintain that body yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah i mean that dude was jacked like how really well yeah we know he's getting his exercise in but uh, also like i'm not sure about yeah. you but that, that did not have a satisfying ending at all no. for this mission. Like, like some of the other stuff, you feel kind of good. This one's like, all right, J- we, we helped Jacob's loyalty mission. Did we really solve his problems? Like, he'll be good with focus. Like, I don't think so. He just has more trauma now to deal with. That did, yeah. It didn't really solve it. And we didn't, right. like, well, we like, on my, my side, I, we, we, he goes to jail, but it's kind of like, I wanted to punch him or do something. I uh, this, uh, yeah. I mean, this feels. I, I don't want to say like, you know, Shepard should run around playing like space executioner, but this is one of those missions where it's like, yeah, this guy probably should have, you know, been, been taken out. Like, you know, the first time you saw him, like, there, there's no real like. I get like, oh, let's put him through the the justice system and all, but like, no, like Shepard should just pop them one here. Uh ha So the renegade outcome is to let Jacob take. Oh, the shot. nice! Yeah, and I did. I was like, "No, nah, this one. This is go ahead and get your closure this way." Yeah, I kind of feel like the renegade option for this one, and it's like the renegade option for both Miranda and Jacob does seem to be the better vo- the better option, which is sad. It's like take these my hands. How can allow this this time? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because just Alliance Court is just not satisfying at all. Like, it, it, no, it, it's not a satisfying outcome for the like the magnitude. It's just like no, no. Yeah, it, no. And there, there was just like court. no good explanation he could have given to say like why this was okay because it was like not like right. the original justification. Like, okay, we'll have the officers of the higher ups eat regular food until we get the beacon set up. Got it. Makes sense. Continued after that, what are you doing? At that point, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing is that at that point you realize, you know, if you're at all disaffected by Alliance life, you realize you're just hanging out in this space, you know, this space military fleet, just going from one planet to another, shooting aliens. 
or you could, you know, live on paradise. I mean, that, that that's the other thing too, is that, you know, you land on this planet. It's a nice set. It's a nice beach. It's got, you know, pretty sunsets. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of the same environment as uh Vermeer a little bit, which again, they, you know, they want to sort of juxtapose there, like the, you know, the beauty of the setting with like, oh yeah, like there's a lot of terrible stuff that's about to happen. And, you know, this is not quite the same magnitude. Uh, well, I mean, this is vastly different than what happens on Vermeer, but it's still, it's, it's very unsettling. And yeah, they, they, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting sort of statement about like what happens when people are put in a situation where it's like, you can either, you know, I guess that's kind of the nature of this game is that, you know, Shepard's put into situations where it's like, you know, do you try to, you know, improve the situation here? Or do you just kind of like, you know, cause well, I mean, even like the renegade, you're still helping things, but you're doing it in a much more kind of selfish and callous way. And I, mm-hmm. I guess here it's like, you know, you've got a guy who's put into a situation and he chose like the ultra ultra renegade option. <laughs> like, not just right. Like, this right. isn't simple. So, like, Oh yeah. Like I'm going to be like a, like a, like a jackass, but still like a, a helpful jackass. Like, no, I'm going to com- be completely selfish and I'm going to screw over everybody on this yeah. ship. I mean, that's the worst, the worst possible outcome that you could get from a captain other than just sheer incompetence yeah. is for him to just take over like this. And he's, and he even said like, yeah. I was like, I wasn't ready. It's like, that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. That's yeah. That's no, it's, I mean, again, that's that rationalization that he's, he's got, and, and it's the, the delivery, like the voice delivery here is very good. And that he's just like, I wasn't ready. What do you expect? Like, he, clearly he thinks this is normal. Also, I misspoke a little bit. The, your choices here are, you can, you know, bring him into court or, uh, Jacob will, can give him a gun so that he can shoot himself. That's right. Uh, or, or, and this is the one I chose, or you can just leave him for the, the people on the planet. Yes. Do you know what's also interesting thing about this mission is the, uh, the ship that, that, the, that they, they crashed on, the Hugo Gernsback. It's, it's named after a science fiction writer, Hugo Gernsback, who also mm-hmm. had a history of being of corruption and sle- general sleaziness. <laughs> well, I did not yeah. know that. Okay. Well, he, uh, that is a nice Easter egg. Uh, Very nice. That is. That's well, really he, cool. He, 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 um, he, he like apparently like faked bankruptcy, didn't pay his offers, or paid them so little that he had offers like H.P. Lovecraft and uh, people like that, you know? Yeah, he was, wasn't he, didn't he kind of, um, I, I feel like, like he sort of led the way for uh sort of the golden a or i don't know if it's a golden age of sci-fi but like sci-fi in the 30s where you had all of like the serial yeah. like you know paperbacks that would come out like he he kind of pioneered he that did. model some of the stuff was kind of uh stolen or <laughs> well yeah yeah it's just kind okay. of an interesting name where it's like you know I th- oh science fictionized read about him oh this guy was kind of a sleazy makes sense for this mission yeah it is it's a very nice like easter egg sort of nod if you're deep in sci-fi that's really cool. I didn't know. I did not know that. I just only knew about him that he was a publisher. I did not know that he was also a dirtbag. <laughs> but it, that tracks. I feel like like every business magnate from the turn of the last century, like from the early 1900s, just, just almost all of them were total dirtbags. Has that changed to modern day? <laughs> didn't say that it has. <laughs> but Elon, if you're listening, hit me up. Love to talk. Uh. Uh, but then, uh, 
So then the other thing you find out, of course, is that Miranda passed the information along to the elusive man to, uh, or, or, or no, she passed it along to, to Jacob because the elusive man says he didn't, yeah, he didn't get the information. So she passed it along to Jacob. And then, uh, you know, that's when Jacob admits like, oh yeah, like I haven't thought about her in a long time. And then even then he's like, oh yeah, she deserves a better man than me. And it's, uh, I don't know. That's, 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 again, that's one of those things where it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't see the two of them together. Like I get like, okay, like they're Cerberus no. operatives and like they were probably in like some, you know, some, some tight quarters over time. And, you know, like, you know, familiarity breeds, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, can often, often breed intimacy in that regard. But you're like, yeah, sure. like she, he's too nonchalant. Like, like, like you said, she's too high maintenance and he just doesn't seem like he would put up with that. Yeah. 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 I think Which is probably why it didn't work. He's t- <laughs> he he sure. does not deal bullshit. No, and then she's all, she's all about the bullshit. It's yeah, and I just I don't think that he emotionally yeah like he doesn't I, he doesn't want to he's not going to put up with with somebody who's got like deep emotional issues like he's oh, just he's there's just that not. he also doesn't seem a person who likes to like open up to people as well he's not very not also very easy to open up so yeah. very like if there's a problem he's like more likely to walk away than just try to actually like solve it. Yeah. yeah, like he, yeah, he is emotionally distant, and Miranda f- is for all the way for all of her behavior is very much not. Yes, well, you know, but but even then, like his, you know, she deserves a better man than I. Like it's kind of him acknowledging that, like she deserves someone who will deal with her stuff, and I'm just not that guy. Like it's yeah. not, and, and to a certain degree, he's almost saying like if he wanted to improve himself, like he would have to learn to deal with that. And he just has no interest in that. Yeah, or he's, he's just like he's I, I, I am who I am, yeah. and I'm not. I'm not changing for her, so it, it didn't work out. Yeah, the other, but it it makes sense, right? Like it probably because they would have been younger. Yeah. They've been in Cerberus together for however many years, and so you know, I mean, I've if you've ever you know gotten together with a younger coworker or somebody that you're involved with, and then you look back at that five years later and you say, "How?" Or you'll tell somebody about it and they say, "Wait, you two? No, that's so weird." Um, so I, I can kind of see that. And that might be the kind of thing, too, that, you know, like, it can shape him and help him figure out, like, oh, yeah, I don't care for the bullshit. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, you know, like, you, you start out with that. And, you know, and I've known I've known people like that where, you know, somebody's like, hey, man, like, don't don't get involved with her. her you know, she's got a lot of, of bullshit. And you're like, what? You know, like, it's it's fine. You know, she's not. And then you start to get to know it. You're like, oh, yeah, that is a lot of bullshit. But, like, you... There's a point where you're like, oh, yeah, I can handle this. Like, I, you know, we'll take this. It's not bullshit. This is all. And then, like, at some point, you're like, oh, no, like, it's, it's this one thing too much. You're yeah. like, now, all right, now we're we're moving on to something else here. And, yeah, yeah, it does, I mean, does, he, does help future relationships where you're like, when your sister's like, yeah, I'm crazy. I'm like, oh, hold on. Honey, I've done, there's, been, there's a lot worse that, that could happen than this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. It isn't, it is a, I did find it funny that, because Jacob's one of the first loyalty missions that you get offered. And so every time you, I would go to talk to him, it would always be like, so are you ready to go to the Gernsback? And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, like, just stop talking about it. <laughs> like, uh, but I guess, but I, sure. And then once you do the mission, then after that, he's like, he talks about, uh, what is it? Let's spill drinks on the Citadel and get loud. And I'm just like, now that's all you say again. Like, he gets some more. Get some oh. more voice lines. Does he actually please. say that? Because I never go and see Jacob ever again. 
Go wow. talk to him after, after you do the mission. He talks about, you know, you, you, you go through the one the one set of dialogue, and then once you've completed that. Um, that's, that's it. it. Then, yeah, he, yeah, just, yeah. He's like, after this, we'll go spill drinks on the Citadel and get loud. Let me go talk to my other crewmates. Like you go in there. You go in there and like, what, what, what's up, Jacob? How you doing? He's like, I'm good. You know, after this, let's party, get loud, spill drinks on the Citadel. Like, that's the exact line because I got it from him so right. many times. Yeah, that, that seems yeah, really he, he, weird, he, though. Like, it seems like a very kind of. I don't know. It doesn't seem, doesn't seem like Jacob to me for some reason. I don't know why. Well, because he's, he's got to let his. Because that's the thing is, like, he's, for the most part, down, like you said, like he doesn't open up to people that much, and he. He's fairly like straightforward on business. Like he's like, let's just deal with the mission. Yeah. Let's deal. You know, we're dealing with what we're dealing with here. I don't like to talk to people. And now, and I guess maybe that's that's their way of showing like that he's at ease. Like okay, like because this mm-hmm. cloud of his father is no longer over his head, which you had no idea it was over his head until Miranda passes him the information, and he's like, well, now I got to deal with my dad that came out of nowhere. But like, you get no. There's no indication that this is a problem for him. He's just like, oh, hey, like, yeah, my right. dad, you know, d- you know, died in a ship crash ten years ago. Yeah, but but does it and does it really make it better now? Because now it's like, oh, my dad was my dad was a sleazebag. Great. I kind of wish I'd known him as just the died as a good man. Nope, never mind. I mean, I think he does say that in the direct aftermath. He does. This is, you know, yeah, it would have been better for him, you know, had this not come up. Um, right. Which honestly, yeah, it probably well, would have. I guess is it. I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember now. Is it that he says that his father died and died, or is it's just that the Gernsback went missing, so he doesn't know what happened to his father? I guess that's sort of the unresolved. Presumed dead. Yeah, presumed like pres- Gernsback went right. missing. He doesn't. His dad's gone for ten yeah, years. Like, like what are you? What else are you going to think? Yeah, you're not expecting. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's. I mean, on the one hand, it's like you get the knowledge of the closure, but on the other hand, it's like this was not worth. That. <laughs> No, like, no, like no. It, you know, if it was like, oh, like you know, they they crashed, and you know, he he lived for you know, like a few months in the little makeshift society, and then they ran out of food and died. Like that's one thing, but it's like, no, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is obviously counterproductive for his story, but it is interesting that he just writes it off anyway. Like he's like, look, my dad was already dead to me, yeah. um, and that rational rationalization seems to stick for him, which is impressive. Yeah. Like I can, I can at least appreciate this mission for a little bit though, just because not everybody can have a perfect or happy ending. So yeah, yeah. but I guess the thing about I guess the thing about Jacob more so than any other the other character is like most of the other characters you feel like they've gone through something like you know like Miranda at least you get a feeling okay like she has feelings for her family and you know like going through you know the the, the situation with Niket and her sister or whatever like she's she's addressed some of that. Like, like that seems like something that was bothering her and she's addressed that. But like I said, with Jacob, like his personality, it didn't seem like his dad was really that big of an issue for him. He, he goes through this. Mm-hmm. And the only way you know that he's better is that, like I said, like he's more willing to party with Shepard. But like, I, I feel like even then, like where he's, you know, like he still needs to like, he, like he needs to go to therapy therapy. Like somebody like Jack obviously needs therapy because her, her issues are all on the outside. Like you could just look at her and be like, okay, you need professional help because you've clearly yeah. gone through some stuff. But Jacob, it just bottles it all up. Yeah, which is actually like, is, like, is actually the more the more telling because people are super quiet like that. It's a lot of times have gone through some shit. Oh yeah, 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 and and that, that's like like he needs to sit down like in in a you know like on somebody's couch. And they just need to like you know almost like it's not your fault. 
it's not your fault. It's not your fault until right. he, until he just starts bawling. Like he needs to get it out and really yeah. address this because he did not. Uh, I mean, may, maybe maybe it's a little bit easier or, or better, you know, if he lets his dad, you know, kill himself. But as far as or, you know, or, or they let the. I mean, he literally hands him the gun. I I don't. I, that can't be bad. No, 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 but, no. He needs a lot of therapy and like. Him going like ready to go get drinks up to go out on the Citadel. That's also not a very healthy. That's the complete wrong. Also of not a great direction. Still no, needs help because he's just yeah. So yeah, it's a direction a lot of people go down though. I yeah, his character. I mean, he for all his like even keel sort of temperateness. The, I, bad stuff happens, and it, like I don't care who you are. Like it, it's scarring. It leaves an impact on your brain, and shutting it out. I I just can't. I mean, I I can't vibe with that at all. That's not my personality, but I really do. I like Nick. I agree with you. He needs therapy. I mean, there's something to be said for even killedness, like in the heat of the moment in battle, you want somebody who's oh, not yeah, going to lose their head. You want somebody who's cool. But afterwards, when you're back on the ship, like, you know, and, and, and you know, if he doesn't want to like, you know, like loses, loses cool in front of Shepard, that's fine. You know, go talk to Kasumi, go find somebody on Seriously. that ship that. You know, maybe you need to have, you know, spill some drinks on the, in the, in the bar on the Normandy or something and get loud that way. But like, sure, you need yeah. to, you need to get that out because he's just like, like he. It's too much, man. Yeah. You know, it, it, and it, it's almost the kind of thing that makes me wonder, like, if he leaves it bottled up for so long in like 10 or 15 years, is he going to find himself in a situation, you know, especially as he moves up the ranks, is he going to find himself in a situation where he's in power, you know, he has power now. He, you know that he can start to abuse. He already doesn't trust the figures of authority. You know, he's got that cynicism to him. And when he's put in a situation of power, is he going to say, well, my dad was a weak man and he couldn't do this. I know like just about every authority, you know, every authority that I've met in my life was not trustworthy. Now I'm the authority. I'm not capable either. And is he going to start, you know, becoming like an abuser of some kind? Oh, wow. Uh, Hopefully not. I hadn't thought that about thing, but definitely now more therapy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Dr. That, I mean, that is a that is a very plausible. I, I want to say cynical, but not all that cynical outcome for him if he doesn't address his trauma. Right. I hope Doctor Chakwas is more than just a medical degree. I, I think that's why it's like <laughs> not satisfying because I don't like this mission is just it's not uh, his demons aren't settled; they're still there. It's just changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his loyalty to Shepard comes from them just sharing this sort of dark moment in his life that is, you know, it's got to be hugely impactful to him, even if it doesn't come out. And that's why, you know, I think he he is loyal to Shepard. But it's certainly not like it's it's really the opposite of Miranda's mission, where I mean, sure, she finds out Niket is is a traitor, but she also resolves like an ongoing concern with her sister, and then of course she's loyal. Right. Um, for Jacob, he just has a traumatic, awful experience, and I guess he's loyal because, well, we did it together. Well, I guess from the elusive man's perspective, because his whole thing, and I guess technically the game mechanic as well, is that you want everybody to have their issues resolved so they can move on, you know, so they can go into the suicide mission. Right. And, you know, if, if things go south, they're okay with it. Then the, they're, the, you know, the, they're not, they're not going to have any hesitancy. Well, then right. Jacob didn't succeed. This to me... Exactly. It leave, It should leave him in a worse state. It should not make him better equipped to go do the suicide. No, but I think it, it, he doesn't. He doesn't care anymore. 
that he's like yeah, but, he's either, but, but that's oh, not better. He's, he's oh. freer in that. Oh, he's not. He's not better. But he, I'm just saying, like he he he's no, he's no. not holding on to anything. He let it go. It's worse for like him. It, but he let uh, it like go. it opens a like it opens like a fountain of nihilism. Yes. In him. Yeah, yes. but but, but I I don't think that's 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 really that's grim. so much worse. I think because now it's like he might make stupid stupid risks and risk the mission because he's like, yes, eh, screw it. Why does it matter? Don't care. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. But. Yeah. But yeah, that's. Anyway, yeah, this is one of my favorite worlds <laughs> because it really makes you think. Like, all right, well, there's just so much to unpack. Yeah, that's a uh, this one that's really it's... because it, you know I mean that's the only thing too is it feels off the beaten path for, as opposed to the other missions. Like I mean, like at least uh, you know Miranda being on Ilium. Like some of the miss- missions are on main planets, and some of them still involve like the Geth and the Reapers and and whatnot, and you know kind of you know, relate to the characters as they are, but this, this one, it's just well, very well done by Bioware. Mm-hmm. Any, anything else? Or I think we're, we're good. No. All right. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead. I think, I don't know who we're going to talk about next time. We'll figure that out. We'll figure that out after we, uh, we finish recording here, but this, uh, this has been, uh, squad goals episode number 30. Thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. Thank you at home for downloading and listening. We are at Squad Goals N7 on Twitter, also at the Mesh Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Chip, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, my handle is WD. Uh, that's the word double, Y-E-W-D-E-E. And uh, here on the Mesh Network where uh, on Wondrous Tales, where we talk about Final Fantasy XIV every other week. Kura, where can folks find you? If you want to hear about me, you can find me on Twitter at Kurabaras, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-A-S, or on twitch.tv slash Kurabara. You can also find me talking weekly about uh, Apex Legends on our Apex Legends show, Dropping Spicy. And uh, what about you, Nick? Where can they hang out with you? You can find me on Twitter at WookieBH, and you can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk. Talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and over on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about Warcraft story and lore. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord, and email us your thoughts or questions. Let us know how much you enjoyed Jacob's loyalty mission at squadgoals at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can, and visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as the patron-exclusive content. You can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link, as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg support. Stay tuned to hear about other shows on the Mesh Those Buttons Network. Chip and Kura, I'm Nick, and I should go. Chip. See you, Commander. This is my favorite podcast on the network. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. 
If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash themashnetwork, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord.